praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, today is, um, um, like every day, is a special uh, time in God's presence. What we're going to be dealing with uh, this evening uh, is very, very key and central uh, to the new TOG. Hallelujah. Okay, to the new TOG, the TOG that continues uh, beyond this season is extremely critical. In fact, um, there are a few things that are as important as this uh, regarding a church, a ministry, or a vision. Okay, now, at, I, like you notice, I, I was away, wasn't too sure if I'll be able to come back uh, today because of uh, uh, our aviation industry. It's just crazy. Ship flight, ship flight, ship flight. Last minute of cancel. <laughs> but thank God I was able to make it back from Benin today. Praise the Lord. So I'm here, but uh, because I'd, you know, I'd asked that Pastor Wally should lead. Uh, today, so I would do a bit uh, because the man of God is very loaded. He has to come and release what he has today as well. So Pastor Wally and I will be leading tonight. Can we appreciate God's servant tonight? Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! I know that the grace uh, to deliver is also upon him tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, finances, money, money. Somebody say money. Okay. How many of us like money? you get born again again now hallelujah we'll get you born again again hallelujah once again how many of us like money praise god amen money comments in the name of jesus you know i, I heard god say to my spirit that with tog 2.0 it's going to be money 2.0 in the name of jesus I, I, I think just a few of you heard what I just said. I said, I said with TOG 2.0, it means that it's going to be money 2.0. That means that if your money was at a particular level in the old season, as we cross over, it's going to be money 2.0. Point oh, there will be an upgrade in our finances in the name of Jesus. I said there will be an upgrade as the church upgrades, as the vision upgrades in the name that is above every name. An upgrade is coming to our money in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you thought you have seen money before, money is about to come. You have not seen money before. You have not seen certain alerts before, but they are coming in the name of Jesus. Money 2.0. Money 2.0. Help me prophesy to two, three people around you and say, neighbor, money 2.0. You know, the neighbor you're speaking to, it may have been that they were not even at 1.0 before. Maybe they were even at money 0.0, but it doesn't matter where you've been before. It's going to be a quantum leap by his spirit in the name of Jesus. For he came that we may have life and to have life in abundance. And that's what he said. He said, though the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But hallelujah, he said, I came that TOG, that a child of God who came in here this evening or somebody watching online will have life and have life in abundance. I've come to say to you that God and Jesus, part of where he went to the cross is to give us the abundant life. Listen to me. Holiness and poverty is not the will of God. And that is why Abraham, a friend of God, was very well 
wealthy. David, a servant of God, was very wealthy. I'm surprised you're still sitting down because he came to give the abundant life. Poverty is not the abundant life. There is too much poverty in the house of God. There is too much lack. There is too much begging. David says, I've been old, I've been young, but now I am old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken and the seal of the righteous begging for bread. I've come to say to somebody tonight, poverty is not the will of God for the church. Poverty is not the will of God for his house. Poverty is not the will of God for a child of God. And therefore in the name of Jesus, in this season, we release the abundant life. The abundant life. The abundant life. There's no way you can have the abundant life in poverty. It's not possible. Not possible. Minister Ayo, it's impossible. Don't tell me you have the abundant life and you can't pay bills. Don't tell me you have the abundant life and you keep asking for money. Transport. Transport today. Transport tomorrow. That is not the abundant life. For he that was rich became poor. Can you show that scripture now? First Corinthians, Second Corinthians 8 9. Second Corinthians 8 9. I know I'll take all your scriptures today, but we'll keep repeating them in Jesus' name. Is, is somebody there? Can they help? I like this grace. Somebody say grace is better. Somebody say grace is better. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich in all things, rich in all things. Yet for your sakes, he became poor. That you, through his poverty, anybody who gives a different translation is lying. It's it's rich, rich at every form of rich. You can't remove the money rich. It it will be unbiblical. It will be unbiblical to remove. Okay, say he's rich in, in health. He's rich in my mind, but point the body, not lie. And that is the season, the TOG 2.0. That is where we're moving into in the name of Jesus. Come on, celebrate him once again tonight. Be seated. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and I'll pray a bit and then I can invite Pastor, uh, um, uh, Pastor Wale. We're going to end at 8 today because both of us are ministering, but I believe that God indeed will make a massive difference here in to, in, uh, tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 66, 10 to 12. Psalm 66, 10 to 12. I'll read from the old King James if they're able to show that uh, the KJV. Psalm 66, Psalm 66, 10 to 12. I'm reading from, from verse 10, but a particular uh, focus on verse 12 this evening. Psalm 66, verse 10 to 12. The old King James. Uh, for thou, O God, hast proved us. You have tested us. Thou hast tried us. How many, how, you can say, Pastor, I've gone through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has tried us. 
For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us. As silver is tried. Verse 11. Okay. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou ladest me either. It's for the purpose of translation. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. But verse 12. Thou hast caused men to ride over our head. There's nothing as bad as when you're poor and broke. People who shouldn't insult you will insult you. People who should ordinarily honor you will dishonor you. But that season is over in the name of Jesus. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But... But, but, thou broughtest us out, out. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, permit me to use the old King James English. You will protect us out in the name of Jesus. That the new TOG and the new men and women of this house, our God will bring us out into. For he doesn't just bring out. He brings into. He doesn't just bring you out from poverty and leaves you in the middle. Not enough. Still struggling. But he says, he's brought us into a wilderness into a wilderness. Father, we thank you tonight because you're bringing your church, you're bringing your people into a wilderness in the name of Jesus. Just read second scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Okay, what we saw right now was 8, 9. It's very easy to actually remember these two scriptures. One is 2 Corinthians uh, 8, 9, and they are very key. And this one is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Can we read together? I want to go. Want to go? And God, go back to the, go back to, go back to the um, uh, New King James. New King James, please. We're going to read that together. One, okay. Want to go? Let's do now. And God is able. Can you see the word grace again? Now? God is able to what? To make all grace abound towards you, that you, uh, yeah. Somebody say me always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. If this is the Bible, somebody shout hallelujah. If this is the mind of God for the church, if it's the mind of God for a believer, if it's the mind of God for you, shout hallelujah. How many of us believe the Apostle Paul here? How many of us believe that the Apostle Paul had a revelation from Jesus? How many of us believe that he wrote to tell of the New Testament? This is, this is Apostle Paul. And this is what God's mind is. And this is the mind of God. And God says, and God has the ability. Please put that scripture. Your God has the ability. Hear me now. If a native doctor has the ability to make people rich, you don't think your God has the ability to make you rich? If a babalawo has the ability through ritual killing 
to make people rich. And let, let's not deny it, they do. It's just that it's only the it's only the blessings of the Lord that make it rich. I mean, uh, there's a, a video clip uh, uh, Mr. Gentle posted some weeks ago about somebody in a cult. And he kept on saying that he knew that his time was short, that he knew he had only four more years to live. Because what they tell you is that you will make all the money in the world, but your time will be short. Or somebody say, God forbid. So if the devil can make you rich, God can make you far wealthier without any condition at all. Somebody say hallelujah. And sorrow will not be added to it in the name of Jesus. And God is able to make all grace. And God is able to make all grace. I mean, some of those of you who were here in the first two, three years of the church, you know that grace for wealth was available. I mean, we were paying house rents for people, many people. Paying school fees, not small money, paying 600,000 school fees for people. Paying house rents for people, several people. Some of them are not here anymore, but they know that how many house rents this church has paid for them. It was our second year we paid for this place, Grace. But it is going to be TOG 2.0. We will even do even much more in the name of Jesus. But because the God of all grace, the God of every grace, God is able to make all grace, to make all grace to abound towards TOG in this season. That TOG and you, because you're TOG, always having all sufficiency in all things, all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Somebody say hallelujah. The last scripture uh, this evening, verse, uh, Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Thank you, Holy Spirit, tonight. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Pastor Wally, I know I probably will use up all your scriptures, but don't worry. You will still, we'll, we'll keep repeating the truth. We'll keep speaking it because we will know the truth and the truth sets us free. Praise God. Amen. The truth makes us free. Zechariah 1, 17. Uh, and it says, um, can, we, can we read together once again? Somebody say, again proclaim. Okay, now let me tell your neighbor, say again proclaim. Okay, it's a declaration that we must keep making. Again proclaim, saying, For says the Lord of hosts, My cities shall again spread out through prosperity. The Lord will again comfort D.O.G., the Lord will again comfort the church. The Lord will again comfort. Nothing comforts like money. mama I said nothing comforts like plenty of money. And God is said to comfort us again in the name of Jesus. The Lord will again comfort Zion and will again choose Jerusalem. Somebody say hallelujah. Now on Friday, please make sure you're here on Friday. We're going to be dealing with because a major component of what will happen to TOG 2.0 is the spirit of restoration. So we're going to spend most all of Friday dealing with different aspects of restoration. Where the enemy has come to steal, to kill, to destroy. God will restore in the name of Jesus. God will not allow anything that we have lost to remain permanently lost. Are you hearing, Pastor? Anything you have lost in the old season, it will be restored in the name of Jesus. Every job you lost, every contract you lost, it shall be restored in the name of Jesus. We're 
We're going to be dealing with restoration on Friday. Pray because it says, it says men are ensnared with ho in holes. Why? Because there was none that could say what? Restore. That cap captivity ends because restoration is coming in the name of Jesus. Now put us the chapter 1 uh, verse 17 scripture again. Okay. Can we, can we look at it? How many, how many again do we see there? Can we, can we look at it? One, two, go. How many can we see? Again, proclaim. So that's one saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, my city shall what? That's again number what? Spread out through prosperity. The Lord will what? That's how many? And will it what? That's how many? In one verse. In one verse. God keeps using again, again. Again is a spirit of restoration. And God began to say, not our focus today really. Pastor Wale, the, 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 one of the most important things that God restores is money. One of the most important things that God restores is prosperity. Is prosperity. And that is what will happen in this season that is coming. Whatever we've lost in the old season is coming back. It's coming back. Somebody say hallelujah. By error, by mistake, whatever, however you lost it, it's coming back in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, the, the truth is this. The truth is this. We're dealing with this, and it's something we're going to be called to do. I mean, we don't, we, we, we don't have enough time today, but we're going to do a whole lot more on the area of financial prosperity for the church and for you. Uh, because the truth is this. You can do very little without money. You can do very little without money. In fact, for me, one of the greatest empowerment that God gives a man is financial prosperity. Because the truth is that money can solve practically every problem. Money can solve practically every problem. And in some cases, poverty is worse than sickness. Nothing frustrates more than not the ability to pay your bills. But that is going to change even as we pray tonight in the name of Jesus. God will tie your provision to your vision. Is somebody here? God will tie the provision of the church to its vision. And because it is now vision 2.0, the provision will be provision 2.0. It's going to be provision 2.0. Because God has given us a vision, He will provide for the vision. He will provide for the You know, as I was, as I was coming here this evening, I came here a bit early, God began to say to me that one of the greatest anointing is the anointing of wealth. Is the anointing of what? Of wealth. Is the anointing of wealth. Because wealth removes burdens like you don't want to know. Money destroys yokes like you don't want to know. There are, there are certain prayer points that will disappear from us once there's money. Is somebody here? I said there are certain prayer points that will no longer be in your devotion in the morning. Many people right now, there are many prayer points you're praying simply because there's no money. But, but when God is able to meet you, you begin to deal with bigger issues. And that is coming in the name of Jesus. 
and empowerment will come in this season in the name of Jesus. Our heavens will open in this season in the name of Jesus. Financial favor will come back upon the house of God, upon the church like never before. In God's kingdom economics, somebody say God's kingdom economics. In God's kingdom economics, the way God has planned for his work to be provided for is to bless his people. Because God does not print money. And even if he prints money in heaven, it will not be accepted by CBN or any other bank. Okay, so in God's kingdom economy, how God funds his work, how God provides for his work, how God provides for his work is through financial prosperity. That's the only way. That's the only way. And that's what we see in the Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. It says, my cities shall yet again be spread abroad through what? Prosperity. His cities, now we know that Israel was a chosen nation by God. And so Israel was in a sense, uh, it was Israel the church. Okay, Israel the church. Somebody say Israel the church. So, you know, in essence, I was saying my church, Israel, the only way it can expand, the only way it can, it can increase is by financial prosperity. So, in God's kingdom economics, the only way any church can grow and increase is by financial prosperity. Because in, in our first uh, anniversary, like a number of you uh, were there, the only reason why we could bring one of the most the most highly sought after speaker, still very highly sought after speaker, in the first year of the church, we could bring Dr. Cindy Tree and pay her so much money in dollars. I'm not even sure how much now, Pastor Emma. Maybe $16,000. That's minus paying for um, premium business class, mi minus paying, paying for Hilton, the presidential suite in Hilton that has the massive sitting room and three, three rooms. Oh, how many rooms? Is it three rooms or two rooms? The presence has because those are our requirements. But we could do it easily. We, we did it easily. We changed. We paid not only for her to come, we paid for her PA. She was at the Hilton, that presence has for four days. We were able to take out 12 massive billboards in this city. Do you know why? The money was there. The money was there. Not only that, we were able to bring Pastor Nenche. Apostle Obi, we have good heart. Anybody that we could bring, we brought. Use the most expensive hall in this town. International Conference Center. For how many days? Four days. We spent about 34 million first year. Easily cheap. Your vision eventually is reduced to the size of your vision. Your vision is large and there is no money. It becomes small to the size of the provision. And that is why this changes in this season in the name of Jesus. Now, when God wants to bless a church, he blesses the money of the church. When the enemy wants to attack a church, do you know where he attacks? Attacks the finances. Because if he knows if he can if he can cripple the money of the church, how many people can you invite? Who will you invite? Nobody, nobody comes here for free. Nobody comes for free. You can bring a devotee to your church if you can afford it. You know that? You can bring the best singers in the land with money. But the enemy, if he attacks your finances, you can't bring them. 
You can bring somebody who carries an anointing that destroys you, can bring somebody in the church. But if you don't have the money, can you bring them? So the kingdom economy is that God blesses his people. But then the second part, I know Pastor Wale will do a good job as he comes up to do all of that, is also that there must be a willingness. If God blesses you, there must be what? A willingness to know that the reason why God has given you the money is so that his kingdom will spread. His kingdom will spread. So the dynamics is that God will not bring the money from CBN. CBN will not place on the church on subvention. Neither will any bank. It, it is the people. That means that when this phase is coming, get ready because God is set to bless you. But then you must also now have a willingness of how to partner with God to do what God is set to do. Somebody say hallelujah. You must now partner with God. Very quickly, you remember that when Israel was leaving Egypt, they did not live empty-handed. The Bible says that they plundered Egypt. Somebody said they plundered Egypt. You remember the story? It says, go and ask uh, for favor from your neighbors. And the Bible said they gave them silver and gold. But, but uh, Uncle Frank, the question is, why did God give them silver and gold? They were going to go through the wilderness. They were going to go to the promised land. What did they need it for? But we know that he gave it to them because somewhere in the middle of that journey, he said, build a tabernacle for me. Build what? A tabernacle for me. And what he, he said, tell Moses. He said, Moses, tell the Buddha, those who are of a what? A willing heart should bring what I gave to them. God will never ask you to give what he has not given to you. You know, you know, you know, one of the biggest lies of the devil is that you, you, you hold your money, say, I'm not giving it. The devil has deceived you. The devil, there are some people here, there are so, yeah, 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 yeah. But the reason why he gave you financial aid. And you know, you know something, and I'm, I believe you're going to hear this on Sunday. The people that God is said to use in the new TOG 2.0 will be ordinary people. Ordinary people who will say, Lord, if only you can give me one million. If only you can give me 10 million. That there's an excitement and a willingness to partner with God. Because why I'm, why I'm repeating this, that the only way the kingdom economics works is that first you God will not ask CBN to, to give the church money. It doesn't work. He gives the believers, the sons and the daughters in the house. He blesses them with money. And when he blesses you with money, he expects that you will partner with him to build his church. Every church, you can see, Oyelika wakes up one day and says, we're building and the ark. And it's going to cost billions of naira. Where's the money coming from? Is it coming from CBN? People in the church. And our God will rebuke that spirit that says, don't give anymore. It's from Satan. If you are here, you used to give. I said, no, don't give anymore. It's the devil. It's not God. Because what, what the devil is doing is they, they, they denying you of what God is about to do. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, now here, pastor, one of these you need to get used to in the kingdom is money. We are going to demystify money. Don't be afraid of money. And also, the moment they begin to talk about money, fear begins to catch you. They want to take from me. You're too small for God to take from you. What do you have? You have nothing. You have nothing. People are giving airplanes to ministries. People are building churches. And as they are doing, they, they are getting more and more blessed. Can we stand up this evening?
can we stand up more and more this evening? I said, can we stand up more and more this evening? Let's stand up more and more. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. And therefore, Father, tonight, Lord, your word says that your city shall again spread out through prosperity. And the Lord will again, can you put that scripture, Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. The Lord will again comfort Zion and will again choose prosperity. Lord, we, we, we ask now, your word says, send now prosperity to the new church in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, send now prosperity. I want you to begin to pray because it has to be through you. But it's, if you don't make yourself available, God will be... Listen, let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you, I can, at least, I don't know how many people are online, but hear me. It will shock you right now. The biggest giver in this church is not somebody you know. It's not even somebody you would think. Many times you think it's people you know. They are not the ones. The people say, you know, you must be the one. No. You will see the person looking very unlike it. But they are giving six figures. You, you will even get them just them. You don't know. So, why am I saying this? You need to be to say, Lord, use ordinary me in the new season. Because it's kingdom dynamics, kingdom economics says that he, he has to send the money through somebody. If God had, there's a vision that God has placed here, the, the, the money has to come through a man to provide for the vision. It won't come through Access Bank. It won't come through Zelly Bank. It won't come through government or subvention from CBN. It has to be that God releases the new the finances for the vision. It has to be the men and the women of the church. It has to be the families of the church, the businesses of the church, the vocations of the church. It will bless the work of your hands. It will open uncommon doors. It will grant you financial favor. Why? So that those who are of a willing heart, Nekaburia, will partner with him to establish his kingdom. He told Abraham, he said, sorry, he said in Deuteronomy 8, 18, he said, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who, who gives the power to get wealth so that covenant is established. The issue about financial prosperity in the kingdom is all about covenant. Come on, if you're wise, you enter into a covenant with God because financial prosperity is all about covenant. You say, Lord, I covenant with you. The Lord, if you do this and do this and do this, Lord, with me and my family, Lord, I partner with you to build your church. I partner with you to provide for the vision. You know, Abraham, Abraham didn't leave anything on the earth. All he left are altars, altars of sacrifice, altars of sacrifice. And the biggest altar he left was the altar that was going to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Kingdom is about sacrifice. You can be a child of God. And you are afraid to make kingdom sacrifice. I know what there are things that you do in God's house. There are monies you give in the house of God that it will speak for your children and your children's children. It was that altar that Abraham built in Bethel. El Bethel, the God of the house of God. 
it was an altar he built. His grandson Jacob, not, not even knowing that his father, his grandfather, sorry, Abraham had put place an altar. He took one of the stones of the place. Many, many years after his father had laid, his grandfather laid an altar. And as he slept, a stone for a pillow, he began to have incredible visions of open heavens. Angels ascending and ascending descending. And God began to say to him, Magaba Celebros, he said, I'll be with you in where you're going. Don't be afraid. I will be with you to bless you. And the Bible says that when Jacob got up from that trance, from that vision, the Bible says he set up that stone as an altar. He poured oil on that stone. And he said to God, Lord, if indeed you bless me, where I'm going, I enter into a covenant with you. I shall give you a tent of all. Come on, this was before the law. This was not the Moses law. There was no Moses law. It was a covenant God was entering. The man was entering with God. He said, Lord, if you bless me in how I'm going. And the Bible records that when he crossed the river, the Jabbok, he had just a staff, a walking stick. But 20 years later, Magabasaya, this man who was a covenant keeper concerning, concerning prosperity. The Bible says he came as, a, as two companies. God had so blessed him that it was that even Laban was envious. Listen to me, don't be afraid. Nagabese or say, Lord, if you're going to look for a vessel in the TOG 2.0 to use, Lord, I am here, use me. I am here, use me. I'm a vessel. You can pour out your money, your financial favor. Position me, Lord. Put me in an office. Put me in a relationship. Grant me favor. Somebody lift up your voice. Will you be like Jacob? Will you be like Will you be like Abraham? The Bible says that he dwelt in tents. But he built altars. But he was a fabulously wealthy man. He left no concrete structure. But he built solid, solid altars for God. Altars of sacrifice. Open portals for God. Gateways for the spirit. For God to come upon the earth. Every time you give. Every time you make a sacrifice giving. You're giving God an opportunity to bless the earth. You're giving God an opportunity. Hear me, Gabasaya. The spirit of poverty, that mentality, it dies from your mind. You're not a poor person. You can't be poor. For we know the grace of, of God as upon Jesus. Megabolebros, that though he was rich, he became poor. Legabokaburia. Maya, Maya, Maya. Open your mouth and begin to say, May I be that ordinary person that God will use in TOG 2.0. As God releases money 2.0, the new dimension of finances, the new dimensions of blessing. Open your mouth and say, Lord, like Jacob, if only you will bless me, I covenant with you. 
Let your heavens be open, even in this new season of the church. For you will build your church through prosperity. The vision prospers through prosperity. The vision is provided for through prosperity. Lord, this is your vision. Therefore, provide, provide, provide. Provide, provide, provide. Provide. Begin to ask that the heavens over your life be open. He said, I shall cause my heel and the places around my heel to become a blessing. He said, there shall be showers of blessings. Begin to open that, begin to open that, that God, God opens, unlocks his heavens over your finances. For the vision, for the vision, for the vision. Somebody was speaking to me sometime last year. Somebody, somebody, you know, because we're online. Somebody doing extremely well. I was surprised when he, in my house, he began to say what he will do as God blesses him more. He said he will buy 600 cars. And I'm wondering, 600 cars? What about new churches? I said, yes, new 600 churches. Who are of a willing heart. He said, Tell them, tell them, say, let them bring silver and gold so that my house will be built. Hey guys, says that the reason, the reason why, why there's many people who say there, there are holes in holes in our banks, holes in our bank accounts. He said, because everybody's running to build their own house. They are sealed out. I said, and my temple lies in ruins. My house lies in ruins. My house lies in ruins. He said, he, said, he said, is it time to build your seed, your seed houses, your panel houses? Why my house lies in ruins? How many of us have a vision to say, Lord, Lord, if only you can do this for me, this is what I'll do for you. If only you do this for me, this is what I will do for you. These are the people God is looking for for the TOG 2.0. And I know that the people are here tonight. And I know that some of them are online now. My Negro Lebosia. Make a Mosella Brosia. Can God trust you with money? Can God trust you with blessing you? Can God trust us? Do, do, you, do you know that we are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are kingdom stewards? Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. Father, we begin to repent for all the things you've passed through us and we didn't use well. Pastor, Pastor, when you get ready to come up in five minutes, I know I, I may have messed up all your things, but God will lead you. I'm just allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us tonight. Jesus, even Jesus, Pastor Nyama, needed people to support his ministry. Somebody say Jesus. It, 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 their names were listed. And interestingly, women, mostly women, may God. But because women, women yield to God easily. Women are very, they obey God. Majority. <laughs> Majority. True. When they hear God, they quickly want to do it. 
began to name all the women. He said they were the ones who supported his ministry. Can somebody begin to say, Lord, Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. If only you can help me, I will support your ministry. I will support your work. And this is the place that God has called him. This is his church. This is his house. So, Lord, in this new season of Temple of Glory, as we cross over, Lord, into our new year, into our 11th year, Lord, like a let, let it be said that, Nekapaboria Alebose Mazaza. You know, there's somebody here, you know. This person, outside of giving their tithe, every month they give into the church project account. Every month, it's a time of God. The church project account is the Access Bank, the former Diamond Bank. A lady, she's here. Every month, whether there's raining or sunny, no. Every month. Why? Because they know that sometimes, not just the tithe, the church will have projects. I give into the project account every month. That is the kind of church we want to have in the new season. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. But there's somebody, there's somebody else. Well, I don't want to look too close to this person. Another woman. God will bless you, women, in Jesus' name. I'm not sure what we're doing. What, what we're trying to do, and we said we're going to do communion. We said we'll do communion. Not the number. What we did something recently that we took communion. What was it? Not on the Sunday. Mr. Charles? Mr. Charles, what, what was it? What did we have recently? Where are you, Mr. Charles? We did communion, not on the Sunday. I, once I announced it, the lady went to Mr. Charles. I said, take $1,000. We don't need $1,000 to buy communion element. He said, let's use it for, to provide for communion. Why won't God give the person $1,000? When I opened the envelope, $1,000, he said, I want to make sure that we do that communion. I'm feeling something here tonight. I'm feeling something here tonight. It may just be that there are some of you here. You know, you know, there could be 10 billionaires in this place right now. Because God will use uncommon vessels. I, I want you to once again be able to say, Lord, if only, if only, if only. And you know, it's faithfulness with a little. You don't talk until I get the one billion. If you can't do it with 10,000 naira, if you can't give God a tithe of 10,000 naira, you can't give him one billion tithe. So, so I must say, Pastor, until it is it, in the faithfulness in the little. And he knows whether you have the heart to give. So tonight, begin to say, Lord, help me to be faithful even in the little. Pastor Wally, come, come to the pulpit. Begin to say, Lord, help me to be faithful even in the little. Help me to be faithful in the, even in the little. God gives you, he gives you a certain number. He sees because he looks at your heart. The Bible says concerning the Macedonian church, the Bible says that they were deeply poor. The Bible says in their deep poverty, the Macedonian church, they were deeply poor. In their deep poverty, they, the Bible says that, Mr. Grace, that they gave even in their deep poverty. Why? He said because they first gave themselves to the Lord. The reason why many people don't give, it's simply because they have now not first given themselves to the Lord. That's the truth. It doesn't matter how many you sing and roll on the carpet. All of those, all of those things, there's no sacrifice to it. Anybody can roll on the carpet. Our carpet is fine. Is what we, your money is your life. If what will touch your life, you give to God. That sacrifice. Anything you're saying is story. Anybody can sing with their mouth. Is when it hits, hits your pockets. Out of their deep poverty, they had nothing. But they said they were willing because they what? Do, do you know the reference? I don't know who is there. So you can see that. Huh? Yeah. Anyway. 
One of the things that God will help, you know, you know, by the way, on Sunday, please come, sir. One of the things, um, we're going to end. You just let me come and stop at five minutes to eight so I can, I can, can take offering and go home. Praise God. You know, one of the things I did on Sunday about praying on Galatians, Galatians uh, 4.19. Because God kept on disturbing with that scripture. Can you show it? Galatians 4.19. My little, for whom, yeah? Until what? This is where it begins from. The new theology, this is where we're going to start from. Because until you're born again, many, many people are not born again. Until you see, when you're born again, your money will be born again. When, you see, when you're born again, no, no person needs to preach a message for you to give. No. The truth is that I don't need you to preach to me to give. I don't need you to preach to me to give. Because I know God. I have a covenant with Him. So, whether it's in this church or anywhere I go to, in fact, the challenge, let me tell you this, especially this, this is my wife. When we're going for any church program, not our church, my wife takes her checkbook. My, my faith is yet to get there. She goes with her checkbook. And almost, almost all the time, they make a call. She will write an amount that will shake you. That is somebody who's not afraid of giving to God. Can we celebrate Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. Pastor Ole, I'm taking your time, but let's, let's just, just flow. Just let, can we appreciate these servants of God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for God's servant. I beside you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Money is a good thing. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. The first thing we're going to do is that God said I should ask us to dance. Those who believe that they have crossed over in their prosperity. They have crossed over in their wealth. They have crossed over in their finances. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I'm not waiting to see the money in my account before I dance. Hey, where's the keyboardist? Thank you, Jesus. Hey, thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. We believe your word. We believe your prophet. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. One of the first things that God spoke to me when we met in your office, Pastor, 2013, before I kept that appointment, God spoke to me that there's an oil of wealth and of speed over Temple of Glory that I should admonish you. I'd been sleeping in, in Hosanna House, just coming in, you know, coming and going. Then somehow, long story, God orchestrated, you know, our meeting. God spoke to me clearly that there's an oil of wealth. We, well, I didn't know all the details of, I, was not, I attended the first anniversary, but I didn't know the details of, you know, monies that were spent, things that were done. Of course, it was obvious that money was spent, billboards all over the place, international conference centers to the trim and all of that. But it's important that, Bible says the prophet is without honor in his own house and in his own country. Bishop Oedipus said something. He said the prophet is useless without the faith of people to whom he is sent to. I've not recovered from that word. A prophet is powerless. Bible says in Mark chapter 6 that Jesus could do. And it will take it understanding. Jesus could do. Remember, there's a difference between can do and would do. In other words, he didn't have the power to do any miracles in his own hometown. You, when you, like Pastor Israel says, when you get home, you will understand. This was God in human form. He didn't say he was not willing. Please have your seats. He didn't say he was not willing to do. 
Bible says he couldn't do any. Mark chapter 6. Let me quickly. And we're coming back to Genesis 2. But let's. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Help us, Holy Spirit of God. Because there's a way this thing works. There's a way it works. There's a way it works. Mark 6. Verse 5. Let me start from the fourth verse. But Jesus said to them, Holy Spirit, please take over. A prophet is not without honor. A prophet always has honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives. In other words, in his own church and in his own house. Verse 5, talking about Jesus. Okay, let me go to verse 3 so that you see what they were saying. Verse 2 and 3. He says in verse 2, And when the Sabbath had come, service day, he began to teach in the synagogue. Mark 6, verse 2. When the Sabbath had come, when service day had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many, hearing him, were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given him? Of course, you know, prosperity is by wisdom. What wisdom is this which is given him? That such mighty works, or such mighty financial prosperity works, are performed by his hands. Is not this the carpenter? He's made chairs for me before. The cupboard in my room, he made it. So what is all this one is saying that he has one anointing? He has one, one grace. He said, he's not the carpenter. <laughs> the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, are not his sisters with us. I went to primary school with his younger sister. What is he saying? Are not the sisters with us? So they were offended at him. And once you become offended at someone, you can't receive from him or her. It's a principle of the kingdom. So I want to encourage you if you are offended at Pastor Ike, repent. 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 Except this is not your church. You can't receive if you are offended. Forgive him. I plead with you, forgive him. Let's free yourself. It's yourself that you are free, you know. Because it's your, it's your ceiling over your head. You have put a ceiling over your head. And when that ceiling is there, rain can fall. Bible says in Zechariah chapter 10, we should ask for rain in the time of the latter rain. One of the reasons we must ask for rain is that there are things that block rain. God spoke to the prophet. He said, go and show yourself to, ah to Ahab, for I'm about to put rain on the land. But before that manifestation of rain, he had to go to the mountain and put his head in between his thighs and pray seven times until the eighth time before there was a manifestation. There are little foxes that spoil the vine. And one of the things is recognizing the grace of a house and kings that grace with a pure heart. I'm not saying he doesn't have a humanity. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a side that will rub you off the wrong way. He's human. Hallelujah. If you want to go to a perfect church, once you get there, the church becomes imperfect because you are imperfect. Praise God. Man of God, I thought you were supposed to talk about prosperity. I'm talking about prosperity. Because prosperity must begin inside first. Bible says that Third John 2, I desire above all things that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. If my soul is blocked, I can't prosper. If millions enter their hands, it will come out again and disappear. And you'll be wondering what happened to it. That's why some people who won lotteries of millions of dollars, all of a sudden, ah, they are begging for money again. But millions came into their hands through lottery. What did they do when millions came? They went to go and buy ca cars that they can't drive. They went to go and stay, stay in a most expensive hotel and bought all their relatives from, from you know, I'm talking about something that happened to a man in a real life story in the US. Got to an expensive hotel, paid all kinds of money, got relatives. 
Thank you, Jesus. Verse 4. But a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Bible says if you believe the Lord your God, you will, be, you will be established. If you believe his prophets, you will prosper. So there is a prospering that comes connected to the grace upon God's servant over the house. Hallelujah. A word is enough for the wise. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Let's go to the beginning. God's original purpose is his eternal purpose. Whenever God starts something, that is how he wants to operate. So he shows us the patterns. His patterns in the New Testament. It's patterns in the Old Testament by showing us how he wanted everything to be from the Garden of Eden. Praise the name of the Lord. When God began creation, he wanted to put man on the earth. He said, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. But before that, for five days, God was putting together a banquet, a storehouse, an abundance for his man. Hallelujah. Five days. Five days. Out of the six days of creation, God spent five over six of that putting resources, putting abundance in place for his man. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to control resources. That's why he put Adam in charge of resources. Let's look at, you know, Genesis chapter 2. Of course, you know the story. So I'm not going to go through chapter 1, all the things that God created to make man satisfied and, you know, enjoy his stay in the garden. But look at um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. The Lord God planted a garden, eastward in Eden. That's for us, for man, for Adam, for our great, 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 great grandfather. And there he put man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight, good for food, all for man. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden for man. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's another story. Verse 10. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. I mean, God created a, a watering system, an agricultural system that watered everything that was there. And from it, they parted and became four river heads. The name of the first was Pishon. That's the one that's kept the whole of Havila, where there is gold. So there was gold provided for man already. It's too quiet in here. I said there was gold provided for man already. And the gold of that land is good. Somebody said the gold is good. Bedellium. That's another precious stone. The onyx stone are there. So before man was even created, God had planted onyx stones, bedellium, treasures, gold, riches, trees, pleasant things for man. So anybody that tells you different, that produces different, is telling you about another God, not the God of the Bible. God made provision for riches, for wealth, for resources for us. And he put Adam to be in control of all these things. And when he, man fell, man lost control. But when Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, Bible says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse me any man that black hands on a tree. And the blessing of Abraham might come upon us who believe by faith. So when that blessing came, we were restored to control of all the resources that God had made it from the beginning. Somebody say, that's me. Somebody say, that's me. I'm the carrier of the blessing. Somebody say, I am the carrier of the blessing. So from the beginning, God had already made provision for all that man will ever need, all that man will ever spend, all that man will ever require, not just for his body, but for his eyes, for his skin, everything. I mean, trees that were beautiful to look at, fragrant flowers that smell. Do you know that, you know, the orchid plant alone has over 50,000 species, just the orchid flower alone, just the orchid flower alone. 
God is a creative God. His mind is vast. His mind is unfathomable. And you are made in his image and his likeness. You have the mind of Christ. There's a creativity inside of you that is calling the wealth around you, magneting wealth around you. But there are so many things that you need to get out of your, get out of your own way. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let me jump a little bit. Verse 15. And the Lord God took the man. The Lord God took temple of glory and put him in the garden. Did anybody get that? He didn't put himself. He didn't set himself up. Some of you have been struggling to set yourself up. That is why you will lie, you will steal. That is why when they want to put any money project in the office, they can't call you. But you are the one who speaks in tongues, you are the one who goes to church. But rather, they would rather call someone else to be in charge of money in your office. That shouldn't be the same. That shouldn't be your story. That shouldn't be my story. The Bible says that God puts him in the garden. God wants to put temple of glory in the garden of wealth. In our own garden of Eden. Eden is a place of super abundance, super prosperity. God is bringing us to Eden in Jesus' name. God is restoring us to Eden in Jesus' name. I know I'm saying God is restoring temple of glory. You are quiet because you know that you are temple of glory. I mean, it's your offerings, it's your tithes that's going to be the church controlling hundreds of millions. Hallelujah. So when I say God is bringing Eden, temple of glory into Eden, that means he's bringing you, Sister Temi, into, the, into Eden. That means he's bringing you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's bringing you, Brother Chris, into Eden. Brother Benjamin is bringing you into Eden. But Exodus is bringing you into Eden. And the Lord God commanded the man. Okay, I jumped something. He put him in the garden to tend and to keep it. So as much as God is going to bless us, as much as money is coming, there's a tending, there's a keeping. Meaning that after God blesses us, or even before God blesses us, we can't fold our hands. Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, my mind, I'm already rushing. Except the Bible says, if you don't walk, you won't eat. God demands that the season of laziness must be over. The season of being quiet and being complacent about things that we want to do must be over. It's time to take risks. It's time to take steps of faith. It's time to take steps of boldness so that the things that God has put in you can begin to manifest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. The man was placed in the garden, but he still had to do some work. Somebody say work. Somebody say work. He had to tend it. He had to keep it. Let's jump to Proverbs 26. Thank you, Heavenly Father. From verse 10, I believe. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Proverbs 26. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Proverbs 26. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, look. Let's start from verse 13. The lazy man says, there's a lion in the road. Adam wasn't meant to be sleeping all day in the garden. He was meant to tend the garden. The lazy man says there's a lion on the road. The first lion is in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand. This <laughs> one is very serious. <laughs> the lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and he worries it to bring it back to his mouth. <laughs> God is not going to come down and come and feed you with the food you are eating. You are going to have to put the food in your mouth. Praise the name of the Lord. It worries him to bring it back to his mouth. 
the lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. What does that mean, seven men who can answer sem- sensibly? It means that sometimes the laziness is not physical laziness, it's mental laziness. Can we for a minute just pray over temple of glory and we say we take authority over every spirit of physical, mental, emotional, psychological laziness in temple of glory. We root it out. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we rise up on our feet? I'm going to do it this way. I'm just going to take the word and I'm going to pray it into reality in the temple of glory. Can we do that? Is that okay? Is that okay? Temple of glory, is that okay? Praise. I know we have been fasting, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. Can we take authority over every kind of laziness? Whether it's you are the one battling mental inertia, emotional laziness. Whether you are the one battling fear of taking that bold step to start that business, to start that organization, to start that company. God is saying, take a bold step. Can you pray for strength? Can you pray for boldness? Can you pray for divine ability to take that bold step in that business? To take that bold step to start something new. To start that new cooking business. To start that new painting business. To start that graphics business. To start that design business. Business. Take that bold step of faith to start selling clothes, to start making clothes, to go and learn how to make clothes, to go and learn fashion designing, to go and learn how to design, to go and learn how to do tailoring. Whatever God has spoken to you, can you begin to speak to yourself the power to take off? I come against the spirit of weakness, the spirit of fear. I come against everything that stops me from launching out. There's something that's called failure to launch in the U.S. We come against that spirit of failure to launch. We are not staying in that same spot every day, every night, every morning. We are coming out of our place of limitation. We are coming to our place of fulfillment. We are breaking out of our limitation. We are coming into our place of strength and service and impact and significance in the name of Jesus. Bible says that the hand of the diligence will bear rule. Can you begin to prophesy over yourself and over temple of glory? At the hands of members of temple of glory are diligent hands. We are diligent people. We are hardworking people. We are creative people. We carry the grace of God on our inside and we pour it out in service. We pour it out in labor. We pour it out in investment in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bible says in Revelation that the streets of heaven are made of gold. So whether you like it or not, glory, wealth, financial glory is your destiny. That is how God wired you, how God designed you. But the mental block is what is stopping you from seeing yourself as a person that can chase that status. God did not create the wealth for himself to enjoy. He created the streets of gold for all of us who are his sons and daughters. So when God puts wealth in your hands, you are meant to be a distributor. You are meant to be a conduit. But the picture God has in his mind is that it's the same way a pipe that supplies water or that supplies crude oil cannot be dry. When you are a supplier of God's resources, when you are a supplier of God's blessings, you cannot be empty. You cannot be bankrupt. You cannot be dry. Can you begin to pray and say, God, give me a spirit of wisdom. Give me a spirit of revelation to see myself as 
that man of wealth, to see myself as that woman of substance, to see myself as that man of divine abundance, to see myself as a multi-millionaire, as a multi-billionaire. Help me to see myself. Give me the kind of mind, the thinking processes. Open the eyes of my understanding. Give me the creativity to see myself in the fullness they have called me to be, in the abundance they have ordained me to walk in. Open my eyes, Lord. The Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you think in your mind that 10 million naira is big money, you will never handle it. But if you think that Joshua and Caleb said, the giants are bread for us. They are bread. Can you open your mouth and say in your mind, God causes my understanding to open so I can handle the riches of this world, the wealth of this world. I'm a carrier of divine abundance. I'm a carrier of divine wealth. I'm a distributor of wealth on the earth. I'm a distributor of wealth. The God, my Father, who made streets of gold, has put in me the ability to control the resources of the earth so I walk in the fullness of divine abundance by the help of the Spirit of God. My eyes of understanding are enlightened. I know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches the riches the riches the riches the riches of his glorious inheritance for me as a saint lord open my eyes to know what is the riches of your glorious inheritance for me as a saint i walk in that abundance i walk in that fullness by the help of the holy spirit can you open your mouth and pray for an understanding heart wisdom brings wealth into the house. Lord, give me the wisdom that commands resources, the wisdom that commands wealth, the wisdom that demands diligence, the wisdom that demands principles, the wisdom that demands faithfulness, the wisdom that demands talent and hard work. Give me the wisdom to see myself as you see me, to understand the things that make for my glory, the things that make for my visitation. It's our time of manifestation. We will not be like the child who tired at a place of birthing, but didn't know it was his time to come out. We come forth into our manifestation by the power of the Holy Spirit. We come out into our fullness. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. In Malachi 3. Malachi 3. The, the prophet said, the people had robbed God in tithes and in offerings. But if they would honor God in tithes and offerings, God will open the windows of heaven and cause blessings to pour more than they could contain it. Those abundant blessings that God is talking about is supernatural creativity. It's the ability to look at sand and think about what can be produced from sand. God gave a man, I believe his name is Benjamin, is it Benjamin Carver, over 32 things or 60 something things. I can't remember the, the number of things from just the ground nuts. He had ideas from the Holy Spirit about what could be produced from the ground nuts. And he created over 30-something things from the ground nuts alone. He was a born-again Christian. This is the wisdom from above. Hallelujah. So as I tithe, as I give my offerings in Temple of Glory, God, give me a spirit of wisdom. Open the windows of heaven. Over every tither, 
over everyone that gives their offerings in temple of glory, over the church temple of glory as an organization, over me as an individual, open the heavens. So like Benjamin Carver, like Benjamin Franklin, like Thomas Edison, like the Wright brothers, all these are believers I'm talking about, the Wright brothers that created the plane, were in church, where a man of God came to preach in their church and they prophesied and they said, I saw men flying like birds. I saw men flying like birds. And these two brothers took the word of prophecy that came in their church and they went to God and started working and working until they formed the first plane that flew. Born again believers. Can you pray? Lord, there are inventions inside me. There are creations inside me. Uh, according to Exodus 31 that Mr. Ayo quoted yesterday, he said it gave our holy up and better a spirit of wisdom. Cutting works. There are things that God has placed inside you that have not come to the, to the fore. There are things that are working in your life, but you have not packaged them, you have not marketed them. Can you pray, God give me that creative wisdom so I can begin to burst out in the abundance of talents and gifts and creativity you have placed on my inside by the help of your spirit. Let the power and grace operate through me and flow through me in a new dimension. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to give up our pastor. Wale, let's give him a clap offering. We're going to bring him back to, to finish what God has laid in his heart. Because of time, I, there are just certain things that are very strong in my heart this evening. Hallelujah. Now, money is very spiritual. How many of us know that? Money is spiritual. If you bring out any money, it's very spiritual. There's a, a spirit behind money. There's a spirit in money. Okay, this evening, I, I want us to begin to um, begin to ask and begin to command that in the new season we're coming, that God will empower you for financial prosperity in the name of Jesus. Begin to ask that God will release the spirit of, of financial prosperity over your life, over your business, over the work of your hands. Begin to open your mind and say, Lord, empower me, empower me, Lord, materially, financially in this season. Now, when we hear that God is able to make all grace to abound, that means it's a spiritual thing. God is able to make all grace to abound. That means that when grace is available in your place of work, I mean, things just begin to happen. You don't struggle. You receive financial people. Open doors are become just common and normal for you. And so, Father, in the name that is above every name, that in the new season of Temple of Glory, thank you, Lord, because you're making all grace to abound. You're making every grace to abound. That we're going to come into a season where we're going to have all sufficiency, every sufficiency, all sufficiency, being sufficient in every good work. That will have sufficiency for every good work. Roma Soma Mama Thanking you for financial prosperity in this new season. Thanking you for heavens that are opened over your people. That the earth shall no longer be like iron. And the heavens over us shall no longer be like brass. We plead the blood of Jesus over the heavens concerning our finances. And we plead the blood of Jesus over the earth concerning our finances. Open your mouth and begin to declare that the earth shall no 
longer be like iron. When the earth is like iron, it doesn't produce anything for you. It doesn't bring any blessing to you. And when your heavens are, are like brass, rain does not fall. Favor does not come. And therefore in this season, our Father, we declare that our earth shall no longer be like iron. In temple of glory for the ministry and for the people. And our heavens shall no longer be like brass. Open your mouth. I'm going to say, Lord, I declare open heavens consigning my finances. My heavens, I declare you open. Open, 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 open heavens over your finances. Open heavens, open heavens. Let our heavens be unlocked by the grace of God. Make a that makes every that releases sufficiency. The grace of God that unlocks the heavens. That releases sufficiency in all things. That's what we pray for. That's what we pray for. Let the heavens in the new season of GOG. Every provision for the vision.